Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the AI Movie Night Podcast. Yes, I'm hosting this one, but I do have the current host on the show as well. Jessel, welcome. Welcome to your own show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gags. I've been overthrown already. <laughs> I know, I know. And and then I had the audacity to call you back and make you a guest on it as well. <laughs> so, it's like Zidane going back to Real Madrid. Oh, <laughs> man, Jesus. That's some high company there, mate. That's that's some big, big, big uh, shoes to fill, eh, for anybody. So um, this podcast is all going to be about the brand new and what looks like already going to be on its way to a blockbuster Captain Marvel from Marvel Studios. And there's only really one guy, Marvel, comic, DC. Well, he's probably more DC, really. Um, comic guy to get involved in this is Joey Connors. Joey, how you doing? I'm good, man. That's a lot to live up to, but I'm doing well. Yeah, I was right, right? You, you do, you do prefer DC. Um, I, I would probably, I, I think DC Comics, obviously, I prefer, not, not movies. Yeah, movies, obviously, they've, but, they've gone down. There. I mean, like, I have, I, my favorite characters, like, my, if I did a top 10, I would say that it's probably half and half, five DC, five Marvel, but I like a lot of other comics too, like Dark Horse and Vertigo, stuff like that, which people probably have no idea what I'm talking about, so I'll just stop now. Wow, that's a, that's a podcast for the future, and, uh, oh, yeah, we yeah. will, we, we will be doing something, around uh the entertainment uh part of pods and stuff there more news on that later though um jessel we're gonna listen to joey to start with normally what we do is we just jump straight into the movie but what we want to do guys um with this one because it's a bit special because joey knows so much about the comic lore of this um character and also obviously everything surrounding it that we just thought we'd uh we'd start with joey first and joey go into more the comic book side of things first and foremost before we talk about the movie because then it gives the listener and it gives myself and Jessel a little bit of background what originally how she's been pro- portrayed and obviously any kind of back back background knowledge we can get so uh talk to us first about what you know about Captain Marvel and um obviously there's we we can go on to plenty of other stuff as well 
Okay, so I'm gonna, like I said before the pod, this is very difficult because Captain Marvel was actually introduced in 19, I believe it was 68, Stanley character. The original Captain Marvel was a man. Um, Captain Marvel, the name has gone through loads and loads and loads of different characters. Um, the one in this movie, this Captain Marvel movie, happens to be Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers was the seventh person, person to play Captain Marvel. She was not the original female, which is the funny part. Um, and I'll get to that a little later. Who? Well, I can get to that now. But Carol Danvers um, was actually Miss Marvel, if you're still with me. Uh, Miss Marvel was different than Captain Marvel. She did not take on the mantle of Captain Marvel until 2012. So she was Miss Marvel, I believe, in 1977 was the first Miss Marvel that came out. Great comic book, although they're outdated at this point, obviously, if you're reading any stuff today. But Carol Danvers, again, Carol Danvers, keep messing her name up, um, she got her power sort of how the movie was explained. Um, it's definitely, she's mixed, you know, she's not, it didn't happen that way, how she shot uh, the, whatever you want to call that, the engine that the Tesseract, Tesseract had nothing to do with it. That just has to play into the movie because it plays in the, all the other, um, obviously with the last, in, in Infinity Stone, which we know is, that's, that's what that one is, but it plays into the last Avengers movie. Um, she is definitely Cree. Um, now Marvell, who Annette Benning played in the movie, in the comic book, that's a man. Uh, her name, I believe, in the movie is, when you guys want to help me out, I forget. I think it's, um. Dawson, is it? Um. Lawson. Wendy, it's Captain Wendy, Lawson. Wendy something. Lawson, yeah, Wendy. Lawson, Lawson, yeah. Wendy Lawson. So in the comic book, that character is Walter Larson. Again, they just swapped. There's a there's a lot of feminism going on, obviously, in this movie, which is totally cool. I'm all for that. Um, I love the movie. I, I thought it was very good, just as I loved um, Wonder Woman. I uh, said so I still do. Shout out to Dan Kennett, who said he loved it as well and got dogs abuse for it, but it's actually a great movie. Um, anyway. I, thought, I thought it was better than this, but we can get to that later. Yeah, I, I thought it was too. But yeah. um, so yeah, so that's that was the, the yeah, Air Force of Pegasus. That stuff was all intertwined. But for the movie purpose, they just have to change little things. Now that's her background, guys. I can get into how she was not the first female to play Captain America. Uh, yeah, Captain America to play to play um, yeah, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Mm. She was not the first female. Do you guys know who the first first no. female was? No, who was it? Okay. So the one part of the movie I had an issue with um, was that her quote-unquote best friend was Maria Rambo, mm-hmm. played by, I think that was Lashana Lynch, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So they weren't really friends in the comics at all. So I understand why she's got to have a friend and it's a, it's a tough heroine and, and you know she's a, she's a super badass when she's flying the plane. But here's the thing. The original female Captain Marvel was her daughter. What? Monica. Yes. That, I've been saving that to talk about that all day to you, my friend. And I didn't tell you. But that little girl is the original from 1982 comics. She led the Avengers at one point. She was made an Avenger by Captain America. Like I said, she led them for a long time. But that little girl was the first Captain Marvel, not Brie Larson. So it was a little 
listen, Brie Larson was great. I have no problem with the movie. It was good. Um, but a little part of that being a comic book dork that I am, and I'll probably get shit for saying this, but it would have been maybe nice to take it from... Now, I do think they're going to use that character. They are, because, because she's a kid there, and she's going to be like 30 years old in current... Well, that's that's it. If you go the between... That's the thing, because oh, between 40, the... Something like that, yeah. No, she'll be 35. You have right. it dead right, because between that movie, between Captain Marvel, and between the new Avengers movie, that's that's a 25-year gap. So she would be 35. So they're going to use her at some point. But my whole thing was, is why couldn't you use the original african-american and maybe and listen i'm not a i'm not a pc guy where everything offends me i'm not that guy but the part of me when i was watching the movie and i like i said brie larson killed it she did she did very good and i think she's gonna be an awesome character going forward but they could have used the original african-american one who was like i said it's monica rambeau who was the daughter of maria who maria isn't really anything monica is a badass and gets her powers almost the same way I won't, won't explain the whole thing because it'll get really dorky and too long, but gets her powers kind of the same way that, that Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers, gets hers. So that's something I didn't know if you guys knew. But that, I don't know if that bothered you guys at all or if it bothers you now to hear that, but that, that is, she was not the first one. So that kind of, for me, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. You know, whatever. Let's I mean, ask, ask Jessel what, what his thoughts are on that. Jessel, uh, my math was wide open. <laughs> 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 he just told me that. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, in terms of the, the sort of lore of Captain Marvel, I know absolutely nothing. Um, I, I know a lot more about other uh, uh, Marvel characters, but definitely not Captain Marvel. Um, in terms of whether I think... Um, I, I think they're playing it strategically. You know, Kevin Feige knows what he's doing. And of course. I'm sure that, you know, because th- this phase is coming to an end in Endgame. And after that, you're going to have a new set of characters. A lot of these ones will have been killed off as well. Um, I mean, the other thing that I'll get to is Brie Larson has signed up for, I think, seven films. It's a seven-film yeah. deal. So this is one of them. Then the Avengers one will be another one. There's still five more. She'll kind of come in and out of things. And I'm sure there are other characters who are going to step up to the plate and replace them. You know, you've already got Black Panther from last year. Um, his little sister's going to be huge. I think she'll be like the, the Tony Stark kind of figure moving forward. Mm-hmm. So I think strategically, Disney are really good at this. So I, I have every confidence and, um, but I get what you're saying. But I mean, for me, obviously, I, I wouldn't know that not being um, like a huge comic book fan or anything like that. Yeah. And it's interesting because she actually at one point retires the Captain Marvel name and becomes many different people, Photon, Pulsar. And she's currently in the comics now, which started in 2013. She became Spectrum. Again, stuff that people are probably going, why the fuck does this guy keep talking about this? But for people like me, for and and I think that's why a lot of people gave it backlash. I didn't personally, but you got those dumb people who were giving it bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, if you don't like the movie because you didn't like the movie, so be it. But if you didn't like it because of that purpose, I was a little, uh, you know, I I get for marketing purposes why you did it. What's going to sell more at the movies? Brie Larson? Or some random woman. The other big thing I wanted to touch on to kind of move away from her that bothered me a little bit um, is the Kree skull thing, scroll thing. Now they've been two alien, I mean alien species who have been at war forever. Um, the Kree are what they said they were in that movie. They are definitely, if you don't agree to what we do, we're going to suppress you. We, we've done that before. Yada yada yada. 
but they made the scrolls out to be this like um they have to be protected by Captain Marvel, which is just not true. Uh, they're very powerful in their own right. They do seem um, powerful in the movie too. Yes, they, like, they are. They, they I, seem really I'm powerful, but obviously, where it, yeah, goes. it was yeah, weird how. Yeah, they essentially use the Tesseract, um, you know, to the enhanced light speed engine, and, and there's a reason why they're doing that. I'm sure. Which again, like Jezel said, there, there's five other movies. I'm sure she'll end up fighting them both. Because yeah. there's actually two Kree scroll roller wars. So that bothered me a little bit. And I think about, again, it bothered comic book fans too. Cause it was like, well, you're making them out to be the good guys. And these races are good at all. I mean, they're known for literally like war and killing and, you know, doing it and they kind of survive. And I was going to ask been fighting that. each we, other. Kree came off looking worse. For years. I was going to say that. And that's not, yes. Yeah. The Kree came off it's looking good, and the Skrulls yeah. came off looking good. But I, I, I sense that the second film may have more twists. To I think come. so too. And uh, yeah. and also, if I yeah. can just interject, you know, if you take Star Wars as a, as a template for certain things, how how feelings can change over time towards different people, you know, the the the, the Jedi are kind of sacrosanct; they're always the good guys, blah blah blah. But then they end up making loads of mistakes, and then other people start taking power and this and that. So people's feelings towards the heroes can change. You know, you're you're only ever like one mistake away from being a hero or a villain in these kind of films. So mm-hmm. if the scrolls are kind of you know, I took it as more of a political commentary on on the current landscape that they're kind of, you know, suppressed by a, a dominant power who are the Cree, and they are, you know, made out to be terrorists, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then actually, once Captain Marvel comes out of that whole gaslighting situation and sort of starts to remember things and and realize things for herself, she realizes, okay, maybe I've been lied to, <laughs> you know. So I think that's why they maybe took that current path right now. Then in the future, they can always change it and and um, adapt it to however they need to. Very true. I yeah, didn't apply. True. I didn't apply current affairs really to to the thinking of that. That's very good, Jessalus. It's a good point. Uh, it's a good way of thinking about the story as well. How um, that that happens. That happens all the time, you know, in uh, in in the current in, in the current climate in in the world, you know. So um, yeah, that's a that's a really really good point. Um, obviously, another big part of this uh, movie uh, was um, Fury, Joey. Now, yeah. how much does he appear in Captain Marvel? Um, you know, comics and stuff, because obviously they needed something to link, you know, Carol Danvers with the Avengers. And this is the way they've done it in the movie. So it'd be interesting to know how, if there's anything, you know, in that, in comics. Well, Nick Fury was invented, invented, if you want to say that word, um, or by created is probably a better word by Stanley and Jack Kirby in 1963. So he's kind of like the OG of doing stuff like that. Now there are comic book, um, arcs, but there's not really any, I wouldn't say concrete, like Nick Fury and Captain Marvel team up things that I'm aware of anyway. Um, but he, he definitely has, you know, the way they, their relationship in that was, was excellent, I thought. Um, but there's, I wouldn't say there's really, not really any, you know, how they met wasn't really, you know, that, again, that's for the movie. Do you know what I mean? That Absolutely. wasn't, it was, it's a, it's a must for the movie to, to, I think it's a must to just try and, 
link into Endgame. It's it was at times and like we we move into because obviously you've made it clear there wasn't anything kind of like a big relationship in in comics no. or anything like that. But let's move on to the movie then. Just what I felt at times. This was a big, big leading movie just for Endgame, just, just, just for the the forced, obviously Fury parts and stuff with her. But I mean, it was done very well. But in the end, it feels like at times it's just a big, big setup, you know. And we're probably going to see the best of Brie Larson, or maybe you know a lot of the good stuff in in Endgame. Yeah, I mean. I think first and foremost, I have to say, well, before anything, we have to say R.I.P. to Stanley. I'd love to the yes. uh, initial tribute yeah. to him. I think yeah, everyone in the set, people just started clapping, frankly, in the, in the cinema. It was yeah. brilliant. Um, so, his, his, his appearance was nice as well, and she smiles at him. Yeah, and he's actually reading the, um, the script to Mall Rats because he was in that film, wasn't he? He, had yeah. a, he made a cameo. In that, so Which is a great, what a great movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, I stopped watching trailers a couple of years ago for exactly this kind of reason. And I I tell you what, I haven't seen the Game of Thrones trailer. I haven't seen the Endgame trailer. I've stopped watching pretty much every trailer for the last couple of years. And it helps me so much because I really didn't know a lot about Captain Marvel at all. So I've come into this so fresh and so untainted in so many ways that when I just sat down in the cinema seat and started watching it, I went on this thrill ride for two hours and five minutes. And... And I was so kind of absorbed and uh, absorbing everything in such a wonderful way. And I could appreciate the, the, um, the directors and the kind of twists that they kept doing, the timeline that they chose, because it's kind of like pulp fiction where you're not quite sure what's going. You know, you're like, okay, hang on. She's like an alien right now. And then it goes back to planet Earth and then this and that. She's trying to get her memory back. And uh, uh, like, into, I don't know what the original question Hold was. Hold on. Now, now you it. mentioned pulp fiction. <laughs> Did you notice the, the homage? Paid to a Pulp Fiction. Well, yeah, with cheese. <laughs> not, not, not only that, the, the bits with the bits in the car, the way they were wearing suits, and they took yeah. a, the angle of the shot from um, Coulson and and um, Fury was exactly like Travolta and and um, and, and Samuel ja- Samuel Jackson in that movie. It was brilliant, and then obviously uh, Ben Mendelsohn, Talos, um, drinking the, the 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 milkshake or whatever the drink he had. That was a, another homage to Samuel L. Jackson when he was doing it in Pulp Fiction. So it was, I thought that was very cleverly done. Very good as well. I think Nin picked up on, on that as well. I thought it was, uh, it was very good. I personally really enjoyed those little bits. <laughs> I love it when they do that. But, um, yeah, sorry. The question was, um, let's, let's, let's just move into Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, actually. Let's just start there. And, um, cause obviously we're going to go through the, we we'll go through the, the characters and we'll go through their storylines as well at the same time. So how do you think she did as um, Captain Marvel did? Uh, I think she did a really good job. She's a very nuanced actress. Um, if anyone's seen her in Room, I mean, that's the, the one that she won the Oscar for. Initially, it's really funny. I didn't particularly like her performance in that. Uh, I thought it was okay, but I couldn't understand why she won an Oscar for it. And then I watched it again. I was like, okay, I can see this because it was the kind of thing where she didn't have to be obvious, uh, obvious with emotion. You know, we were talking about Wonder Woman before, and I think Wonder Woman's a great film. I absolutely loved it. But it's very over the top, very melodramatic. Gal Gadot plays a certain type of role that's written in a certain type of way. This is not that. This is not saying, okay, we want a woman to be, you know, really emotional and lay on all these kind of typical things that a male writer might think a woman is. This is someone who, if you think about it, really, 
she's already in her human sort of stage of life. She's one of like two female Top Gun pilots back in the 80s or whatever it is, right? And and so for her to come up, she has to be stoic. She has to be reserved and she has to be incredibly driven and strong. You know, so so for her to take that forward as the movie progresses, she's not going to be over emotional. It's not going to be kind of like this this flamboyant display that that a Wonder Woman was. So for her, for Brie Larson, I think she had to come into this. It, it's quite a difficult role because people might be thinking, okay, here's a female-led superhero movie. It's going to be kind of a completely different set of emotions that you're going to feel. But actually, it's not that different to like you know the first Captain America one or even parts of Thor. And and it's it's kind of like it's difficult to describe, but I think I think the way that she did it, she was on a hiding to nothing. And interestingly, she actually filmed the Avengers Endgame stuff first before she did this. So so it's interesting watching how she like in Avengers, it's going to be fascinating to see the role that she plays and how she plays it, because in here she already feels more comfortable and at home in the Marvel Universe. I mean, how do you guys think that she did? Um, Joey, let's go to you first, mate. I can go last. Um. I thought she was really good. I mean, that's not an easy role to play. And, and she got a lot of abuse. Like I said, she got a lot of online abuse because men just, a lot of men don't want to see a strong female character. And that character in comic books is one of the strongest, um, one of the most powerful characters. And I thought she was fantastic. She was, she had a good sense of humor. She had good banter back and forth between her and Samuel L. Jackson. Um, the fight scenes were, looked legit. It wasn't anything corny. Uh, I, I just think she was really good. I've seen her in a, a, other movies, like um, the one that Jessel said. I, I've seen that. Uh, that was obviously a way different role, but yeah, I, I thought she was really good. I, I mean, I, if once she was cast, I, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not one of the those people who were really into. I, I don't know. I just, I just like to watch the movie. Like, I don't need to know what movies you've been in in the past, unless I know who you are. Like, if it's a Tom Hanks, I'm like, okay, well, I can name ten Tom Tom Hanks movies, like. I can't name you five Brie Larson movies. I can't. So when I when I heard she was going to be Captain Marvel, I'm like, okay, well, Marvel's usually dead on with their casting. They're just really good at it. Yeah, they are. They, they haven't just they haven't got many that you've, are wrong. You, you go, you've grown to trust Marvel, haven't you, with what they do? You've grown to trust yeah, so, them over the years now with what they pick up. That's right. So I didn't put much thought into it. I just was like, I want to watch the movie and enjoy it because I don't I don't need to have it broken down into anything i'm just not that kind of guy like i don't i don't even i don't i really don't even know who directed the film that stuff doesn't i don't care about that stuff i know a lot of people do and i completely understand why i just that for me that doesn't matter but i i thought she was really good yeah and i think she's going to be awesome in endgame obviously she's going to be the one to i mean we're assuming that thanos gets defeated um and with all the firepower they have including her you know, it's probably going to happen. I'm curious to see who dies and stuff like that. But yeah, I thought she was she was fantastic. I I, I think off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody else who I would who who I would put in there. I mean, it you know, like like Scarlett Johansson's the perfect Black Widow. You know what I mean? Like, who would have thought that? Like, nobody would have thought that. No. But then you watch her and you're like, wow, she's she's really good. Yeah. So th- that was my that was my opinion on Brie Larson. I thought she was fantastic. Yeah, I like the points you both made, um, especially, you know, the emotional side of things. She didn't, she didn't have a memory. She couldn't be emotional. She had to be, um, you know, pretty switched off to everything when she meets a friend as well. You'd think that'd be emotional, but obviously the friend, you see the emotion from her friend, you know, but you don't see anything, Maria, you know, you don't see anything from her because she just doesn't remember her. 
So, you know, I think she played it to a T. You, you could, you could have easily got a bit too mushy there. Uh, but it, it didn't. It was, um, it was really good in, in that way. She, um, she was fun. I, I thought she was a lot of fun, actually. Uh, watching her be Captain Marvel, you know, there's, there's a couple of scenes where, you know, the, one of the scrolls is just like roaring at her and she just roars back at him. And then <laughs> she kicks his ass. I thought, I thought there was little bits like that where, she was dead funny, and she was funny when she met Fury for the first time. She's being very cheeky. She's very cheeky with Jude Law at the start when they're when they're yeah. training. You know, she's got this, this, this straight away. What you get from her is that she's cheeky. She's a cheeky, fun type of person. Uh, obviously, she's lost. Definitely, she's lost because she doesn't. She's got so many questions, but it doesn't change her personality in terms of how she presents herself, and that was very good. So. I think what Jessa said in terms of the driven, passionate person in, in, in what she wants to do, that came across whether she was a part of that Star Force team or whether she was a pilot. So in obviously she's got two roles uh, in this movie. She's playing two different characters in, in, in a way, um, once at the start and then once as she develops and turns into Captain Marvel. So I thought she played them uh, very, very well. Uh, there is, there is, I did speak to Nina. Because I thought uh, getting the female view would be pretty interesting at this point in terms of uh, what she thought. My daughters both loved it, absolutely loved it. Didn't my, my eldest, 14 years old, she just swats everything about Marvel movies and she just absolutely loved it. She couldn't even find a fault and I was like, you're crazy. But um, Nin loved the fact that she didn't have a love interest, a romantic interest in this film. And uh, when she saw Jude Law at the start, uh, she thought it was a bit of flirting, and she thought, "Oh God, this is gonna, this is gonna suck," and it's gonna be, you know. But she loved, like I, like I've just said, she loved that she was cheeky and mischievous, and nothing. She's got nothing against the romantic, romantic angle, but she felt like it's, it would have sold her short. Uh, she goes, even Wonder Woman had one for fuck's sake, and um, it just, you know, she just thought. Um, she just thought it was, um, and she said it wasn't a woman. She heard you in a pod or something. She said to me, but uh, Joey, but she just said um, she she thought that was refreshing for a change. She didn't need a man to get her out of her troubles. She didn't need a man to go to support. Um, so a bit with the fe- fe- feminism side of things, um, and she was um, she loved the fact she was, you know, she was so serious, <laughs> but she was a big ass badass. You know, and uh, with a chilled out demeanor, wearing those, you know, nine inch nail t-shirts and shit, she was yeah, just was cool. totally chilled out. And um, that was that was from Nin's point of view what she loved about her character. And then she loved her friendship with uh, Maria. She thought it was very be- believable and uh, encouraging and inspiring each other. Unlike most female friendships that are portrayed on the big screen, where they're so girly or talk about dating and shit like that. So that was Nina's view, which was, which I thought was really interesting and a, and a, a totally, you know, different perspective that we would bring as males to, to the, to the, to the party. But yeah, I thought she was fantastic. I enjoyed it. Um, she is very, very powerful, isn't she, Joey? She has got some super duper powers. Like uh, at times I thought she, she, would, she would kick Superman's ass, you know, like <laughs> if well, and that's, that's the funny thing. It's I know that the movies are all different, and they're going to make her out to be stronger than what she really is. Not like I said earlier, she's incredibly powerful. I want to use not stronger because that's 
it's very different. But I mean, if you go through comic lore, like Thor is actually more power she is, but she won't be. He won't be in the movies because obviously she's the end game. That's her. But the funny thing I thought is the one omission which I thought who would be in the movie or in some of the Easter eggs who was not was Doctor Strange. That's the thing that threw me off. I thought Doctor Strange was going to be in this movie somehow and make an appearance for obvious reasons. But he did it. So that kind of threw me off as to how Endgame is going to... What was the obvious reasons? Well, he ha- he's, he's the master of time. So, so you thought he'd gone back to tell her? I, he, I, yeah, that or he sort of knew. There's a lot of people who don't think... There's a big theory, that, and it makes sense, that he. there's a lot of people that don't think he gave Thanos the time stone, that it was fake. Even though it went into his that fist, whatever you want to call it, um, there's a lot of people that think that, that that wasn't actually true. So, But he did travel, right, with it, or no? Didn't he turn Thanos, back time? He did, when Scarlet Witch killed... Yeah, um, so isn't yeah. that the time stone then? But it is, but the, nobody, nobody ever touches the time stone, ever. In any of those movies. Nobody ever touches it. Even when Thanos gets it, it just sits between his fingers and he puts it in the glove. So they're thinking either he made a duplicate or that he never gave it to him. Nobody ever touches the time stone in that movie or in Doctor Strange's movie. Wow, I did not notice that. Did you notice that, Jessel? Well, I thought it was because um, at that point, Thanos is powerful enough to actually touch these things, basically. So he's accrued enough power by that stage that he, he is actually, because otherwise it would just kill you or whatever if you just, a normal person touched it. Um, or uh, unless you were like a flurkin or whatever. <laughs> cat, but, um, but that, that's what I thought. Um, to be honest, like, I think with Doctor Strange, we're sort of jumping ahead here, but, but for the Avengers one, I thought Doctor Strange was kind of, when that moment when he says, you know, there's like 14 million bloody, bloody blahs and only one like result, which would be, beneficial to everyone so he clearly knows what the end game is right um but we just have to wait so well then uh, you, you just nailed it you just that was nail on head right there that was the scene i was talking about that's i think that's what he's seen yeah yeah i think he's seen the end game the only way we can beat her beat him is by having her that was the one outcome yeah oh, so we okay. have to yeah, lose exactly. we have to exactly. lose half of the world correct in order in to order... go back and win it again that's right yeah, that's why, and I think that's why they didn't put him in there because it would have been a dead giveaway. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, makes sense to me. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, so I mean, um, Jessel, what did you think of you know her powers, what she could do, and she was learning obviously as she was going through as well. Yeah, that that's the interesting thing is she's kind of learning on the job in certain ways. Um, because again, you have this jumpy timeline, so. You know, initially, because I didn't know anything about her, I was like, okay, fine. She's clearly kind of like an alien with superpowers or whatever. And he, I didn't realize she was just a normal human, um, albeit a Top Gun pilot who then gets kind of, um, you know, this blast goes into her chest and then she becomes all super powerful. The interesting thing is Kevin Feige, I think, said that she is the most powerful person in the universe. Um, and I, I think that was clearly displayed to me watching the film. There are so many reviews where they've said, oh, it's a shame we didn't really see what she could do. <laughs> I was like, what film were you watching? The end sequence. She's literally flying around space, yeah, flying through, through planes. spaceships, <laughs> yeah. yeah, through planes and spaceships. No, that was destroying really them. 
I'm like, who else has done anything like that? Tony Stark would die in like a split second if he yeah, tried that. Tony would dream well, of doing that. That is gotta Tony's remember, dream. Her power is cosmic power. Yeah, it's not superhero. She's just not really. She's a superhero, but her her power is cosmic power. It's a it's a whole different. That's why Doctor Strange is so powerful, but he doesn't use it. She's the Tesseract man. She's the fucking Tesseract. But that that's only she didn't get her powers from the Tesseract. She got it from the remember I was saying earlier in that movie that that's how they had to they had to make it that way. But that's not yeah. actually how she got it. Oh yeah, it. yeah, so, yeah. In the movie it, we feel like that. Yeah, of course. But that's not yeah, how you she got it. You have to use it in the movie. Yeah, yeah, you have to use that in the movie. You just because it's part of every other of all the stones, everything, yeah, because obviously it, they've got to try and mix it in with with the stone, there's got to be a stone has to be in the film, right? To try yeah. and push it towards that way. Yeah. Sure. I get you. So, I mean, from, from my point of view, that what Jessel just said, the ending where she just literally destroys the whole fleet of aliens. Like you just, you just like, I was watching it going, um, holy shit. And then she just goes and like floats in front of Ronan and she does this thing with her arms. And then all these beams come out of her and she's just like showing off in front of him. And he runs off like a pussy. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was just like, what the fuck? And like, from my point of view, and I think you guys probably uh, will, will disagree with me in this. One of the reasons why I, I, I marked it down was, right. And this is about Brie, about the character, not Brie. I thought Brie played it perfectly. It was great. About the character was that, I'm sorry to say this. I didn't give a shit about her. I thought she was going to kick ass all the time. I didn't actually feel like she was ever going to be in the threat. I wasn't worried for her. I wasn't, I, there was no, do you get me? Like sometimes I, maybe it's just me, but I'm kind of like rooting for the guy or the person, the girl, whoever. Um, but I never felt like she was in trouble ever. So I kind of just felt like she's going to, she was going to ruin everything that was in her way. And so from my point of view, I was a little detached. I just thought, yeah, this is going to be fun. And she's going to kick ass. And she literally did that. There was like, not once where I thought, uh Oh, even when she was tied down by the Cree, I knew she's breaking out of this in a few minutes. She's going to, she's going to kick, she's going to kick this thing's ass and they're all going to go flying. Um, And that was one of the reasons why I marked it down was because I didn't feel like, there was that there, but I'd probably, I mean, it's a setup movie and I definitely think if she's got five more to come of these, there's going to be times where she's going to be in a lot more that she's going to meet a, a, a credible opponent, you know, to her powers. But, uh, in this, for sure, I, I, I don't know, Joey. That's I mean, what I felt. Oh, yeah, I mean, Chelsea, you can go first, guys. Yeah, sorry, I was just gonna, just whilst it's fresh in my head, I think, I think the key word that Gags is maybe looking for is vulnerability. We don't really see her with many chinks in her armor or vulnerability. She was, uh, super, she was super immediately. <laughs> pre- pretty much. And, uh, but again, the timeline kind of plays with you in that respect. She's not always mm-hmm. like that. Um, but, and that's, that's a criticism that I've seen in many reviews, right? Uh, where it's like, oh, you know, at least in Wonder Woman, you know, she was, she was more vulnerable and she was this and that and stuff. This is a very different film. For me, like, I think the key is the framework of this film. And if you look at certain things as metaphors, right? Here, this is the story of a woman who's basically being told, stop being so emotional. From the first scene with Jude Lawyer, control your emotions, control your emotions, stop being so emotional. Now, you know, I, I proudly will say that I'm a feminist. Yeah. 
women are constantly told, oh, God, he's so emotional. Why are you being so, what, you know, and, and like, husbands will argue with their, their wives. I've said that to my wife in the past and realized now what a dick I am, basically. And, and, and constantly in this film, there's this under, undertone. Even when she pulls up on Earth, like, to, and she gets, before she gets that nine inch nails thing, there's this guy on a motorcycle who's like, who's like, you know, what do you call it? Cat calling her and then makes this comment at her and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and it's constant. And really the metaphor is that her power, she has the power in her hands, right? But she's being constantly told you're not allowed to use it, whether it's by Jude Law or whether it's by that intelligence thing, whatever it is, the, the, you know, who like Annette Benning it, it like is rep- represents or whether it's like, you know, the, the scrolls are being controlled and stuff like that. Or she's being controlled and, and everyone's being controlled by certain things. And she's being told to control her emotions. And then once she breaks free and realizes the power that she has, why should she? Yeah, she, the, the key to her is, and that's what makes her powerful. And that's the metaphor of this film. And that's what women, but I reckon if you ask most women what they, uh, what they identify with this in this film, I reckon it's probably along those lines. Like, I would love to know what you guys think about that. No, I actually totally agree. That's where I was heading with it too, with the feminism. And that's why they changed and kind of betting to be a female. Um, which I think is awesome. I mean, if Wonder Woman is one of the biggest feminist icons of all time, which we were talking about earlier, um, Captain Marvel, the reason she's not is because Cap- the original Captain Marvel was, like I said earlier, was a man. So maybe it, it'd be great if little girls watch this movie and they say, hey, I can do anything I want to. I, I would love that. But yeah, I mean, she, to Gag's question earlier is the vulnerability part. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're dead right. I mean, she was never in any kind of danger whatsoever. But I think that... Maybe that was the point of the movie. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and 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 that's what my daughter pointed out to me as well. She went and googled, and she went and read loads of reviews, and she came and said, "Yeah, uh, that's kind of the point, Dad. She's not vulnerable. <laughs> She's going to kick everybody's ass." That's and what I mean. When you, this is the point say, of the movie. She is coming to help the Avengers, like the Avengers, Dad. The event she's gonna be, you know, when you talk when when she's like my daughter's fourteen and she's kicking my ass. So you know, <laughs> you tell you know that, that she's trying to explain to me that she's she's unbeatable and she's going to be helping the people that you love. You know, those Avengers that are very vulnerable right now. She's going to be helping them. So she got through to me very well, but. I have a personal, it's my own personal view. I wanted to bring it across and I, and it was also something that's just maybe I am programmed to watch movies in this way where I'm always looking for a Rocky type person. Do you get what I mean? To, to get behind. Maybe mm-hmm. that's just the way, the way I'm programmed. And I think it's just a very individual thing, isn't the it? The underdog. But- yeah, yeah, the, the underdog, dog. and and yeah. I'm not used to seeing someone just. Uh, I wish, I wish Liverpool were Captain Marvel. Liverpool Football Club would just do <laughs> what Captain Marvel does. They should be like Brie Larson. They should just kick fucking ass because it would save us a lot of pain. But it, it, you see what I mean? We are conditioned to be maybe as Liverpool fans as well. The three of us are um, to be the underdog always. So yeah. from my point of view, uh, I that's where. Maybe my, it's, it's more in my mind. And I think my daughter really pointed that out really nicely. And, and you both have pointed, I wanted to see if you guys said the same thing. And, and you pretty much did, Joey. I think, um, you agreed with Jessel, right? Yeah, I did. And I, I, well, I did want to touch on the feminism part because I, Go for it. I do think it was, um, I don't know. I, Jessel, you looked at it differently a little bit, but like, I agree with what you said, but I, I just thought it was pushed a little too much. Like I thought it was forced on us to a little too much. 
that was the only thing that I was like, okay, like I didn't feel that way when I watched Wonder Woman. Um, and when I watched this, I'm like, they're really going out of their way to make this a feminist movie. Oh no, and I, think, I was the opposite. I thought Wonder Woman was more, especially at the start. Yeah, but people know that she's a mm. feminist icon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like all the stuff where she was like in Captain Marvel, where you just you just talked about it, where she was falling down and getting back up. Like that was kind of like, okay, like is that like is that too cliche or is that? I, I don't know. I, I guess again, like I think it's more about her backstory, like, right? I thought that was more about her backstory that we're probably gonna get to see in the next I second, mean, third, fourth. But it's, it's, yeah, I mean, like the not the not allowing, like the Air Force not allowing women to fly planes, like that. But I didn't, I don't know. I just for me, it was oh, a man. little. Come I on, felt dude, it was a, in the nineties, eighties, and nineties. I 90s. thought it was a. I just felt it was a little forced. That's all. I, I just mm. because of the character, because of the kind of power. I, I don't know. I just not the power. I can't take that into consideration because Wonder Woman would kick her ass in a fight yeah. in a comic. So I, I accepted that, by the way. I accepted those things because I thought they were very realistic. I think that type of stuff was going on. Back then, definitely. Um, I mean, th- there was only one thing that I didn't like about this film, pretty much, and that was when they used um, "I'm Just a Girl" by No Doubt in the fight scene. I hated that. That was literally that's the one I thing I was like, "No, this is it. too far now." Like, like that's no, what I mean. That's exactly what but, I'm talking oh about. That's the that right there. I felt it was forced and pushed and like sort of forced down my throat. So, Otherwise, so I mean, funny. let me let me let me turn it around on you guys and say this right. If you look at Doctor Strange and the way that that was handled as a film, you know, it's a typical kind of the, mm. the first outing and stuff like that, right? Sure. So I felt that was, a, I might be in the minority, but I felt it was a really perfunctory film. You had the typical kind of narrative of, you know, here's this arrogant guy. He's successful. Something bad happens to him. He has to relearn everything and then he becomes a superhero. Blah, 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 blah. Right. So the producer, his name is Nate. What's his name? Nate something i can't remember nate dog maybe let's call him he he, <laughs> uh, he he basically said like a couple of years ago he said this is not going to be your typical mcu thing you know we are going to change this is going to be a really playful structure it will be completely different have a hugely different feel and also the thing is is that you know a lot a lot of people say oh you know diversity is pushed down our throats and blah 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 well you know what sometimes it needs to be Black Panther was huge. Yeah, Black Panther was such a big film. And and again, I didn't know who Black Panther was. Yeah, like a year before, no. Oh, Jezel. No, I did. I, I mean, you know, I I just I genuinely didn't. I'm not a huge comic book fan or ever. I know. I mean, I literally never read comic books, right? So I just didn't know who it was apart from in the actual MCU films. Like he was in um, what? Which one was it? The second event? No, the Cap- Captain America one. Which Captain America. Civil yeah. War man. Yeah, yeah civil. at the end. So, so well, apart from that, I really didn't know, right? And and the end result has been brilliant because they did it well. They got Ryan Coogler in, who's a genius. They got a brilliant cast. Chadwick Boseman, like we were saying before about, um, you know, not knowing what films actors, actors or actresses have been in before. I don't know what Chadwick Boseman's been in before. I have no idea, to be honest. <laughs> um, I know what um, Michael B. Jordan's been in. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bigger everything like that right he's you know he's got more of a pedigree but anyway they they pushed that and they did ram it down our throat so so from the feminist angle i don't mind it because do you know what men have had it their own way for generations and forever basically so if this is just a bit of a rebalancing and it's only this is like one film along with wonder woman yeah in a sea of decades and decades of of other male movies this way i just let me let me let me interject please because it's so interesting so Last interesting, point. you the way you both reacted to I'm Just a Girl, right? I wanted to <laughs> save this because Nina said the soundtrack was brilliant. 
on par with Guardians for her. It reminded her, her it reminded her of her childhood and her kicking no, no, ass I, to I'm just that, a girl by I no doubt that. was a personal highlight for Nina. She whooped and punched the air when that song was played for that for this movie. So from my point of view from, from me knowing that Nina felt like this because she she's prepared something for me and, and sent me a big long, you know, list of stuff uh, for for the female view. And then listening to you two and you both were like, that was shit. Like, it tells you straight away where the aim was for that song. Well, the thing was, it wasn't that, I think what me and Jezel are trying to say is that that was just, it's not like the, if you don't like No Doubt, okay, that's fine. It was just, <laughs> they shoved that down your throat. Like, yeah. I thought the soundtrack was awesome. Yeah. Like, they played, like, they played TLC. Oh, we could. Not, you know what I mean? They played a lot of really good I songs. I loved them. I, I loved everything, yeah. I thought yeah, they could have played a, a few a little bit louder and, like, in, more into the, into the movie or something, but some of them were too back, back, you know, in the background. They, they, had, yeah, it's just they a, had Elastica, they had Garbage, they had some brilliant they had songs. Nirvana. I, mean, I reckon had... what you're saying is when, when, when a song is too obviously used and yes. the lyrics are describing what is happening on screen, then you're that's treating it. your audience like a dummy, basically. That, that's, that, that, that's it's what not that it's no doubt yeah. just a girl. It's the, I'm just a girl, oh, little old me, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, you know, and now that, I'm going to beat up a bunch of boys. It's like, is it, that, that, that's what I meant by... I know women many, who didn't like Hey, there was a female in there as well. Yeah. yeah, it was just, I don't know, there was too many cliched things for me. Like, I, I'm all about feminism. I've written articles on it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, it's, you know, I'm, I'm all about it. And I just, you're right, there's been thousands and thousands of movies of I think, male I think superheroes. I think all feminists as well, to be fair. All yeah, powers, like, I mean, I have a daughter, you have a daughter. Just oh, I'm not God. sure about you. Uh, my house you, is full yeah. of women, man. I, I am overpowered. Yeah. Always. <laughs> I yeah. listen, I bow. Yeah, all you need is one. Uh, <laughs> all you power, need is one. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're married, you're automatically you're automatically lose. So that's like, but that's yeah. you have to accept this that. That's four, okay. Four I accept it. Very and, strong and like, will okay. for women in my house. <laughs> yeah, you're. It's like getting attacked by White Walkers. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell him that. Can somebody <laughs> compare you like to White Walkers? I'll be the Night King though. Right. Well, Sorry, nice knowing you guys. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah. Justin. laughs> Um In terms of the Wonder Woman point, I mean, how long did it take Hollywood to figure out that Wonder Woman would make a good film <laughs> or, or be a popular film? You know, like we used to watch the TV show, I'm sure, like you guys probably did when you were young as well. Like that was my favorite TV show, Wonder Woman, yeah. as a kid. And it took them, what, 30 years to, to figure out, okay, maybe we should make a good they, film. I thought they actually casted I, yeah, it perfectly. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad they waited, though, because they casted it right. I thought it was done right. I think the CGI, yeah, the, you know, the, 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 the time to do it was now because it looks so good. She looks so good and the way she portrays it is so good. The powers are so good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It all comes, it looks legit. You know, I wonder how they would use her, her whip or whatever. You know, what she uses that in the olden days, it would have looked so shit. You know? Oh yeah. Totally it would have looked so uh, shit. Okay, so, so Gags, cause you mentioned it at the beginning. So you said that you preferred Wonder Woman to this. So, so let me turn it on you and ask you why. Why, why is that exactly? I don't yeah, know. I'm curious. I don't I'm curious know. to know this I too just, because I just sorry, felt... I, I'll, sorry to interrupt you, but I want to say something before you answer that question mm. because it was about you did say that and I said it too, and then you I th- I think you had said something about it will even she chased a man, but if you remember, that's not why she did that. 
No, no, that was what she Nina. Did... That's what Nina was, was said about her point was that it, she had a yeah. she had a love interest. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't about the love interest for me, not at all. I just thought But it wasn't a love, but that the love interest is not what pushed her into it. It, it no, was that no. doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I I don't know why. I don't know why I preferred that more. I think I came out way more satisfied when I watched that film, and I got you know like as a as a moviegoer when I watched that I was like oof. That was that was very good. Maybe if Captain Marvel came first, it may have done that. It may have, but I don't. I can't put my. I haven't actually watched it recently either, to to go and you know do a proper review on it. And I'm I'm so shit with remembering, but I just remember <laughs> knowing that that was. I felt that that was a better movie, personally. Well, interestingly, like my wife when we came out of Captain Marvel on Friday, she said. That Let's was really it. good. I really enjoyed it. But yeah. I think Wonder Woman was a better film. Yeah. I think part of the thing is with Wonder Woman, like DC in terms of the films, like the last few years, Wonder Woman is like an oasis in a desert of shite, isn't it? Really? Because like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so in terms of like, even though I think Wonder Woman is a brilliant film and actually I'm gutted I didn't watch it at the cinema, that will literally live with me forever, because I'd want, I'd waited for a Wonder Woman film for 30 years, and then I finally didn't even see it in the cinema, it's like, oh god, but it was so good, and it was really well-rounded, it was much more of a typical hero's journey kind of thing, right, albeit with a few feminist twists and this and that, but but I think it had to be good, and, and actually, I could reject every single other DC film from this decade, and just keep Wonder Woman, and that's fine, but you cannot say that about Captain Marvel, you know, you, would you just, you know, the, like, if you think about the quality of some of these MCU films, you know, especially recently, especially over the last two, three years, right, when you've got Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers, this, the quality it's competing with is just epic. This has literally never been done in the history of cinema, like this kind of, you know, Kevin Feige overseeing such an, a coherent, incredible set of films that makes sense all within the same universe, right? The DC one's a mess. I mean, so, so really it's just Wonder Woman on its own is the only DC film I would even rate, to be honest. So I, I don't know what you guys think about that. I would disagree a little bit. Um, but I think your overall, I think what you're saying, like Marvel's been obviously light years better, but there's been a few DC movies that I like. Like I, I actually like, um, I actually like Justice League. I know uh, I, I, there was there was parts of Batman Superman. I know people hated it, and there's some that I didn't like either. But I, it, they're definitely they make all their movies too dark. That's the problem. Like Suicide Squad was it had good parts, but overall probably not a really good movie. Um, I'm trying to think what I'm missing here. Probably not much. If I'm if I can't think of it, I'm probably not missing much. I guess. So, yeah. I mean, it's funny though you said that about your wife because my wife had no interest in seeing Captain Marvel, but we were the first in line when Wonder Woman came out. Like she she wanted to see it really really bad, and I don't I don't even know what the reason for that was. She didn't really have a reason. It was just the appeal of like oh Wonder Woman, I you know well I really want to see this. Um, and my wife is like me, like we're like oh okay, well we don't. We know who the actors and the actresses are, but it's not like, oh, this is a so-and-so film. I must see it. Like, I, I we don't do that. We just kind of, you know, Wonder Woman film. I'm definitely there. And Captain Marvel, like I said, it was it was, it was good, but you know, the fez- I, I just thought the feminism was sort of shoved down your throat. Um, I guess it doesn't really matter. I guess in the, no, in the no. long haul, but it's still the, good. I love still that good she's film. Good. The, the Wonder Woman stuff. There's like certain music as well when she's about to kick ass. There's a, yep. She's got her own theme and things like that, and 
I, I love it when there's something that can be continued, a continuation thing, like something that builds its own. What, what, there's nothing in this, I don't think, that you can build on in terms of that way. But Wonder Woman, you know when she's coming. You know, it's, and they started that in Batman vs Superman. The music started there. It was like planned, yeah. and that continues. Yep. And I think that that type of stuff resonates with me as well. If if you play that music anywhere, when you're going anywhere now, you'll know that's Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, she's sure. coming, or something's happening, or this is an advert for that, or whatever. There's something that pulls you to it, uh, sticks with you through it, and afterwards, it doesn't stick. Nothing sticks with me afterwards for Captain Marvel. I'm afraid so think- to say. I'm afraid to yeah, say this. And that was just something off the top of my head, just while you lot were talking. I thought, what was what was one of the things that stuck with me? And I thought, fuck what? Her music. Just the music is 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 awesome. It's it one is. of the things. And I just love, you know, she she's she's different. Her powers are good as well. I mean she's not she is like probably more powerful than Captain Marvel. <laughs> she's she's unbelievably powerful. Uh hey, as Wonder well. Woman? Yeah. Wonder Woman in a comic book fight would destroy her. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. She's just. I mean, she's a, she's a goddess. Yeah, she's a, she's a goddess. She's, well, she's half, she's half god and half, um. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but I mean, like, cosmic, I mean, it's not like it would be, I, I don't even think it would be a fight. There's, there's not many people, I mean, Wonder Woman can beat up Superman, she can beat up Hulk, she can, I mean, there's, they, they, they have arcs. They have, like, um, Reddit pages dedicated to the stuff that my goofy ass has read from, for hours upon hours upon hours, and they break it down, and it's like, okay, yeah, I can see that. I mean, there's, there's like a few, a few people who could really beat Wonder Woman, and it's, and it's guys who you would, or characters you guys would probably never even heard of. So. Go on then, who? Good name, one, only one. Just Virgil one? Van Dyke, actually. <laughs> Virgil Van, Virgil He's Van Dyke. Virgil Van Dyke. <laughs> Virgil Van Dyke with, um, uh, Thor's, uh, Thor's, uh, Stormwatcher, maybe, that, the, that he would have made. He would so beat him Thor, with that. Thor, you, you actually think Thor could beat, um, Wonder Woman? Uh, no, no, no. I was going with, um, so I'm trying to think. Odin, Odin probably could. Wow. Yeah, Odin in the comics could. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I knew you were gonna put me on the spot, you bastard. No, it's fine. I asked for I one. You, you what, said one. What, what, whilst you're thinking about that, if I can jump in on a related note, I think what Gags was talking about before, where th- there isn't that vulnerability, and and she is kind of basically Kevin Feige said she's the most powerful one here. When someone is so powerful that they basically have no peers and no one can really, you know, touch them mm. on that level. Their biggest threat is themselves, usually in this kind of film. Yeah. She, so so I think going down the line, Captain Marvel, like the biggest threat to her power is herself. And if you look at Odin, Odin is the perfect example because say in Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok is the really interesting one. I think kicked off this amazing sequence recently from Marvel. Because actually, like I was talking about with the, with the scrolls being, you know, that terrorist thing, the political land, landscape right now ragnarok is really interesting because it's about colonialism i didn't really get it on my first watch but the second watch i did and then you you sort of see like hella is saying look how do you think we got all this power all these beautiful things it's because odin did all this nasty shit like you know it's basically colonialism right and yeah, and that's, exactly what it was. that's what Odin's downfall came from. It came from that lack of hubris. He was all powerful, but then, you know, he, he sort of was, he kind of screwed himself up, right? And that's where Captain Marvel could come into play. 
like further down the line along her seven movie deal, you know, around sort of three or four, it can go that would a bit be, wrong for her. That would be interesting. Now, you know what? We have spent so much time talking about <laughs> Captain Marvel and flipping Wonder Woman and who would be who that we haven't even gone anywhere near Fury and we have to move on to Nick Fury <laughs> because Fury is absolutely, and you know, Brie, Brie is the movie. Brie is the movie and she's fantastic, but Nick Fury, and I know I've seen a few reviews where they've said they've, that he's just a comic sidekick, this, that, and the other. I, I disagree. I totally disagree. I thought we know this character. We love this character. He's been in so many movies already in Marvel and in the MCU. He brings it all together and he has to bring this together because he's the one we see at the end of Infinity will disappear and call her. So we want to know what happens. And I thought, Joey, he was fantastic in this. Yeah, I said the same thing to you. And I, and I saw those reviews too. And I, I mean, Samuel Jackson can play just about any part. He's just that versatile. He's really good. Um, but he, he brought a, he brought the humor to it, which was great. You don't usually see that from Nick Fury. You know, the Nick Fury that you see now is an old grizzled veteran. You don't, you don't yeah. see that kind of thing. But I, he didn't just play that. You know, you, you saw him. He was young. He was wily. He was, uh, you know, he was learning a lot. He had never seen any kind of alien, like he said in his life. And he was, it was open. His eyes were opened up to new things. I, I thought he was fantastic. I, I, I don't know why people would not get that, that at all. I mean, I, I, seriously, I thought he was great. Yeah. I mean, jumping, yeah. jumping off that, you know, I think it's brilliant. There are two things, really. First of all, the CGI de-aging technique that they use is just phenomenal. Like, I completely forgot that this is a 70-year-old guy right now. Like, you just, the, the mm-hmm. technology is just mind-blowing. And and then the second part is it kind of, you know, it feels like a buddy cop movie at times between Captain Marvel and Nick Fury. And, and you know, the cracking jokes is kind of like that Lethal Weapon 48 hours Pulp Fiction-y type thing. And and I love that feel that the directors actually kind of, you know, inject into it. And and like Joey was saying, you know, we're so used to seeing the super serious guy. You know, he's got his eye patch on, Nick Fury, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and this is brilliant because this is his origin story kind of tapped onto Captain Marvel. And I know some people don't like that, but I thought it was brilliant. I thought it balanced it out really well, actually. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Me too. I thought it balanced it perfectly out. And I thought the interaction with Goose, uh, apparently Goose is called Chewy in the comics. Yeah. They, really I don't know why they... It was a weird thing why they changed that because Disney owns, both. you know, what I mean, all these. Yeah. yeah, so it was like, why? I, 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 maybe they just didn't want it to be associated with Star Wars. No, I, they probably I, just wanted to keep it totally separate. Yeah, like, they just I, didn't want to. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to. They don't want to blur the lines because people yeah. will start getting like confused. Yeah, and then wait, our Star Wars going to turn like, up in Marvel now? <laughs> well, you know what the funny thing is, like those Flurkins, like they're not. They are incredibly powerful. They're, they like, Florkins in comics have like swallowed whole entire universes. What the fuck? And they can travel like interdimensionally. So they're not, that's, you know, remember when they were scanning it? It was like high threat. Yeah. And then they scanned, and then they scanned Samuel L. Jackson. It was like male, human male, low threat. And he was like, no, zero threat or something. Harmless. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, are yeah. you sure? <laughs> But yeah, Florkins are incredibly uh, powerful. I, I mean, thought that was a brilliant scene when um, when Ben Mendelsohn Talos is there and he's like, oh, "What to get that thing away from me?" And, and they're all like, you're, "You're afraid of a cat? It's not a cat. Whatever yeah, you think." Knew. And is, I is... didn't know that. I had no idea. I didn't know what a Florkin was because again, I haven't seen the trailers. I haven't read up anything. So for me, I was no, like, "No, we didn't know either. <laughs> we didn't know either. Nobody knew yeah, because the, they didn't." That's they the didn't, best thing I yeah. think is not knowing. To be honest yeah. with you, yeah. Obviously, Joey knew what to expect, so he was expecting it to swallow up people and stuff. And oh, I thought those things. Yeah, I was like, this is going to be nasty looking. So, <laughs> yeah, it, you know what? It, it was like a demogorgon. Yeah. When it opened up, yeah. it was like a yeah, demogorgon. It, it did look like a demogorgon. I was like, this is Stranger Things. My daughter yeah. was like, Dad, that's like Stranger Things. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, it was, um, I thought, um, I thought that was a really cool part. Definitely Goose was very interesting. And uh, Nina's last point was this just ended the cats versus dog debate. <laughs> oh no, no way. It yeah. was the star of the I know, show. I know she loves her cats, but uh, she yeah. does. Well, she has to put it in, dude. She loves the cats. So she's going to always put it in. I'm, I'm not a cat person myself, unless they're bigger cats. I don't like indoor cats. I'm a dog guy all the way. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, um, Fury, it was uh, interesting to see how... I thought it was pretty lame, the way his eye went. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, can see not way, Yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of in the same boat there. Like, I, it's, it was creative. It was creative writing. I'll give them that. Um, they had the... You had to figure once you seen him with two eyes, you were, were going to see how that... He was going to lose his eye. But I, th- I thought the hilarious part is when Coulson gave him the, like, the whole... It was like a chocolate candies of eye, fake eyes at the end of it, which was hilarious. Yeah, too funny. And he's like telling him which one to choose from. <laughs> like, that's like, like that, that, that to me was really funny, but like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's, it's, it's not the way he really loses his eye, but it, it's, again, you can't, the comic books and the movies can't be the same. It's just not possible. And, and, and if it was, it may, it'd probably be boring to be honest with you. Yeah. 
Yeah, they've got to they've got to have some freedom, haven't they, to change some things up because otherwise, yeah, you're just not going to be able to fit into the universe, and that's why they call it the cinematic universe. They've been yeah. very clever about it because they can then have a bit of freedom about it. They don't claim it's going to be exactly the same as uh, the comics, but that that is their inspiration and their start point, and then they then they go from there to fit it all together in a in a, in a nice way, and obviously. The scroll, the the Kree stuff, everything. It could point to, you know, loads of other future wars and Avengers movies and whatever. So I, I just think there could be so much shit going on now. They've opened up. I think we'll see a lot more of Jude Law and Ben Mendelsohn and these guys. I think coming up in. I thought Jude Law was great, by the way. Yeah, I, I really yeah, enjoyed. He really it. was. I like yeah. Jude Law anyway. I'm a big fan of Jude Law. He's another guy who can play a lot of different versatile parts. Um, Although I, I, I really think she should have killed him at the end. <laughs> but yeah. I get what she was doing, like sending a message. But it would have been better if she just killed him because he, he really deserved it, he in did. my opinion. He did. Jessel, any, anything else about um, maybe the, the, the rest of the cast? So Ben Mendelsohn or... Yeah, or I thought Ben, ben Mendelsohn was brilliant, actually. Uh, so what's that Chief Scroll's name? Talos, is it? Yeah. No. Yeah, 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 yeah I think. Uh, See, it's interesting. I still don't know the character that Jude Law has played. Yon Rog? Yon Rog? It's hard to hear their names. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it really is. Cause I mean, her name was Veers in, uh, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, that doesn't, they just gave themselves random Cree names. And then, I mean, obviously she's never even called Captain Marvel in the film, is she? Like at any point? No, not, not one time. Nope. Uh, that was a good, I was going to um, bring that up. I'm glad you did. Yeah, but I think Ben Mendelsohn is just fantastic. He's so playful. It kind of reminded me of um of that sort of Thor Ragnarok. You know that big, that huge rock thing who's who's trapped in Thor Ragnarok. Um, the really he's funny. funny. He's funny. Yeah, hilarious. I think I think it's Taiki White. Uh, the the director actually plays him, doesn't he? I think he voices him. Um, but it kind of reminded me of that, but but a much more nuanced character because you think he's a villain, then he turns out to be someone who's kind of oppressed and this and that. And I, I think it, it, he was just having fun with it. Um. I thought it was excellent, absolutely excellent. Um, Gemma Chan, uh, it's a shame because I love her. She's such a good actress and she just hardly had anything to do, to be honest. She had one funny line and that was it. Uh, um, but that, that was a bit of a shame. Um, Annette Bear, I thought she was solid. Um, uh, they, they have a history of getting these kind of older prestige actors and actresses come in and play certain roles like you know robert redford michael douglas and annette benning now so i think that, that she was put to good use so i don't know what you guys think oh the annette benning thing i thought she was excellent um i don't know if i have much else to add other than what i already said about jude law to be honest with you i mean i i, I don't know I, I you know we talked about samuel jackson we talked we talked about jude law ben mendelson I don't know if we're missing anybody big. I don't think um, so. I, I just think Coulson was underutilized totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was the only worry. That was my only thing. Clark Gregg was just not used in this movie at all. And I was actually quite looking, you know, I was looking forward to seeing him with the Fury for a bit, but it was very, very small. And maybe he'll be back in because she does, she does ask about him in a way. Like yeah, who was does. that guy? And I think that might be pointing to like future movies where. You know, Fury and and uh, Coulson might might be involved a little bit more, which is interesting because obviously you wouldn't expect them to be so involved in the in 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 the movies after after what you know as as you go along. But them being reintroduced as them younger selves is, by the way, we should talk about that. How fucking good was that? Like they look good. Like Samuel Jackson looks so good. 
That's what Jezel was saying. How yeah. they could how they could do that CGI. Oh. That was, it was amazing. I mean, the guy had a full full head of hair. I mean, it was just like, whoa, what, what's going on here? Yeah. And, and Clark Gregg, you could tell on the the scene when he was in the steps and the um, it, like was that the uh, when yeah. they were walking down the steps from the, the hallway to hallway, mm. it was like, whoa, he looks he looks a lot younger than he does in uh, Agents of Shield, which is obviously because it was in '89. But um, yeah, I think they did it just again. Marvel just does a really Marvel knows what they're doing. Kevin Feige knows what they're, what he's doing. They're just, they're just, they're so smart. And even a movie like this, like, well, you know, it was all action. And, and again, she's the whole, I think just like the whole point of this movie was just, this is what your end game is. Like, she's your, when you're sitting at a poker table, you have the ace up your sleeve. That's her. You mm. know, that, and that, I think that, I think that was, that's just what they're trying to portray. And Jezel said earlier, she has a seven picture deal. They can build upon all of that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. they can. They have so much time to build upon all of that. So, why why make it? To, you know, like yeah. like you brought up. I think Jesse, you brought up the Doctor Strange thing. Like that was like, or that maybe that was you, Gags. I'm not sure. I apologize who who said that earlier. But it was like you were introduced to this. This is what it was, and and, that, and that's tough to do with him. But that was they didn't really do that with her. You know what I mean? Like they 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 left a lot open for interpretation. Um, and if I didn't say any of the stuff I said in the beginning, we would still be like, oh, well, what was this? Like, you guys wouldn't have known who she was. Other people would have, but again, that could change in the movie as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But they also don't have time. I mean, Avengers comes out in what, six weeks or something? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on, on that basis alone, they had to cram a, a lot into this movie. It's very multi layered and it's very quick fire. You know, I can't wait to see it again because actually, I know I missed stuff the first time around. I was just enjoying the thrill of the ride. I actually think the replay value of this is going to be deceptive. Um, I enjoyed it I love more second time. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people will. It's like it's like one of those albums that you listen to the first time. You're like, yeah, this is great, and then the more you listen to it, the more you pick up. And I think this mm-hmm. will be like that, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, just just sticking with more of the story, then, uh, Jess. So, did you think um, there was anything missing from it, or did, were you were you happy with it? The twists and turns, and you know, obviously us not knowing uh, myself and yourself not knowing anything about this the 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 Kree or the scroll scrolls. Um, it was it was interesting to see how they do a switcheroo, really. With those two, um, you know, species really, they just, they, you go in thinking one's good, the other's bad, and then it kind of switches. There's a nice little twist. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, in my notes, I, I literally used the word switcheroo as well. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. how much I loved it, you know. Um, uh, I, I just think I loved the timeline and, and how it kind of jumps, like, you know, yeah. from, from a certain point to a certain point and it kept me guessing because you know i think one of my fears going into this because i was really knackered on friday it'd been a long day my kid woke up at five in the morning and we went we had to see the nine o'clock show and there's a point where you're like okay i've waited ages to see this i'm really excited but i'm just tired please don't be like okay this is like the doctor strange thing or this is the blah 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 just just keep it fresh and it really did and it captivated me and there was no point i was bored watching this film and it was this overload of information as well and so, so the way that they structured the timeline was fascinating. The way that they pulled in lots of different things. It felt like there were like multiple script writers on this, but I didn't mind basically. Um, and it was kind of like a, a sort of series of different events. And I don't know if you guys have seen this film, uh, Memento. Have you ever oh, seen yeah. that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, guys, okay, have you seen That's Memento? A- 
Memento. That movie's a mind mm-hmm. to be honest with you. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. So, so in that film, you know, you, you know, it's got Guy Pearce in it. I think it's Christopher Nolan's first major film, and you're trying to, um, so you're with this character who's trying to go back in time and and kind of like figure out what's happened to him and why he's got all these tattoos on his body. And and this is kind of like what it's like for Brie Larson. She's trying to figure out what's happened to her. It, it is a bit of a mystery. And I had no idea. So I'm going along with her. And you see this from her point of view, which is why I think a lot of things felt like they might have been missed out. But because you're seeing things from her point of view, like almost all the time. Mm. Um, so that's what I really liked about it. And I, like I said, I think it'll be interesting to see what I think on the second viewing. Because Black Panther, I, I literally rushed out the next day to go and see it again because that's how how kind of it got me immediately um but this this one like i'm just going to give it a few days and then i'll go back and see it and then see what do you guys think um go for it joey uh, you mean just as uh as the story wise and stuff what did you think the the twist and so you you probably expected well you i suppose it was new to you as well because you you think both of them are bad (laughs) Well, no, the, both the, both the racist screams, screams and crawls are, are are terrible people. So don't mm. get don't get that twisted. I mean, the, it, for you guys, you wouldn't have known that, so it was awesome. So it's it's hard to put my shoes in there, but I still really liked. Again, I really liked it because I think it just set up perfectly for like you were saying, Jezel. I mean, what's the next Avengers in six weeks? So they had to they had to get it out, show you basically who's going to save the day type deal. And I know a lot of people won't like that. But again, you have time to get, dig deep, dig deeper into that character. And, you know, there's going to be other characters are going to bring along. You can't keep rolling out the same Iron Man and same, you know, same, uh, Chris Evans as, uh, Captain America. You can't just keep, they, they have to go away at some point. I mean, yeah, if you look yeah, at comic uh, books, comic books now, there's so much diversity in comic books. You, I think that's what they're going to start turning to, to be quite frank. But yeah, I thought the, I thought the movie was good. I thought it, I thought it sets up nice, nicely for the Avengers movie and I think that's really what the purpose of it was for. Yeah. And they you know, they can make them look younger. Obviously we know that. We've just seen a movie where they've made them look younger. So if they if they do ever bring back Iron Man and and Captain America for like a time jump movie or whatever or they want to do X Men, they can always make them look younger, can't they? Because we will a lot of people use that argument, oh they look too old now, but mate, the CGI nowadays is awesome. They can make them look like the two thousand eight Iron Man if you want. So mm-hmm. um there's there's not gonna be any worries about that. But let's see let's see what happens. It's most likely they're gonna get killed off. But uh, stick with you, Joey. Best bits then, um, or something you, you've already talked about what you didn't like in terms of the usage of some characters, but what were your best yeah. bits from the movie? Uh, obviously, when she, any action scene, when she realized that, actually, one of the, my favorite scenes is when she realized that thing on the back of her neck was suppressing her powers. And I, I love that when she just took it off and then she's like just destroyed. And that, Annette Benning is just, that, that actual, that's an actual thing in the comic books. That's a Cree. It's a bunch of in, a Cree intelligence that is AI, um, and she basically just destroyed that, which was awesome. Uh, I thought that was really cool. I thought some of the scenes were really neat. When um, remember when they're detained, and then he's he uses the he uses the tape to take it off of um, his his uh, shield badge. Yeah. And then they then they go into the next one, and she just blasts the door, and he's like, "Why did why could why couldn't you just do that down there?" And to, she just gets a kick out of it. I there, just love the way he comes, like that. I love the way he uses his hand to like try and mimic her, and it's yeah. like so wussy. Like you know, yeah, to I think stuff like that, and obviously, yeah, like the action scenes were. Awesome. I mean, they were really cool. I liked how she went back and fought group of people that she was in. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, it, it, eyes light up when she was like full power. Oh. When she realized she 
to fly. You know, oh, when she's falling out the of the best. plane and then she just like Oh, that was the best when Yeah, she... her brain just clicks and she goes, Wait, I have this power, so I'm not being held back anymore. Exactly. I could do whatever I want. Yeah, so. and she was really enjoying it. Like, it wasn't one of those, oh, yeah. oh my God, oh my God, what's happening? She was just like, no, fuck this. Cause yep. they, they built that up totally. She's a flyer. She's a pilot. She wants to fly. And now That's she's right. getting to fly by herself without a plane. Like, it was massive. It was massive for the story. It was huge. And maybe people missed that a little bit, but. That's why when she's flying, you hear all these this, these cheers from her, and she's crazy yeah. because that's she's living the dream, Jessel. That point is she's literally living the dream, and she's been held back as a Cree like for quite a while now. Because, like I said at the beginning of the film, Jude Law's telling her control your emotions, and they, they they won't let her progress. Right? Like you know, they keep sort of saying, "No, you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet." And and by the end of the film, like you say, she's literally just flying around, fucking shit up, basically, you know, and, and nothing can hold her back. And she's got this unlimited power source, effectively. Um, I, if, you, if you're going, what was one of my favorite parts? Um, again, because I hadn't seen the trailer, I had no idea um, when she I, I can't remember exactly what bit it is, but it's that kind of like flashback gif kind of thing where she's a child and falls down and then she, you know, crashes the thing and then. And then she gets back up again. That was one of the most impactful bits. I think if you're talking about emotion and impact, like on parallel with the kind of more Wonder Woman aspect of how they took it, I think that really worked for me. But then I, I hadn't sort of seen it a million times in the trailer. I, I know a lot of people said, oh, well, you know, why was it in the film? It should have just been in the trailer. I think for me, it was wonderful. It was just, you know, what, what certain people have to go through and, and then for them to kind of get that payoff at the end. It was just fantastic. To be honest, there's really not not much that I didn't like about the film. It's just the overuse of uh, just a girl in the fight scene. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Like everything else, I think they did a really good job. I'm not saying this is like a 10 out of 10 film or anything like that, but it's a really solid 8 out of 10 at least, like wow, for me. Okay. And yeah, at least. And like and like the more I watch it, maybe it'll get better. Um, but but it's definitely around that level for me, like for sure. It's one of the stronger um, Marvel films, I think. Um, I mean, I don't know what you guys think. Um, just best bits for me was just not knowing who was a scroll. Uh, at the t- at times, once you found out that Coulson wasn't Coulson, uh, from then on, I was just like, "Is that is that scroll? Is that scroll?" Everything, just like she was like always doubting people. Like the scene where she doubts the neighbor is so brilliant. It's so brilliant. She's just like giving the neighbor the eyes. I was like that as well. I was like, is that even, is that, that's the power of the scrolls though. That was the best part. I thought one of the best bits was that obviously being introduced for the first time, how strong they will be or they can be. They could literally pretend to be Avengers, you know, in the future if, if, if they'd ever meet them. And that would be huge, you know, and that's where my mind was going. So I was thinking more of like, you know, oh, these guys could end up being X-Men or something just because they've seen them once and then that's it. They, we could just have a whole movie about scrolls just pretending to be X-Men. Uh, but, but, you know, I'm being stupid now, but it's just, it's the power though there is there. The power is there. They are supremely powerful shapeshifters. You don't mess with a fucking shapeshifter, man. You just don't. You know what I mean? They're just so shady. That's so shady. Uh, but I loved it. I love that. And I, um, I do, I do, um, I do, I do look forward to seeing where they go with the scrolls and the Cree, uh, the Cree now, because I feel like they're going to be a massive part of the, uh, MCU going forward. So they're oh, yeah. more, more Big story. Time. yeah. So I just think that's going to be really interesting. And 
and and I think there's so much possibility. It's it's unbelievable. Um, Joey, uh, you've already done best bits. So that, what, what about the rating from your your point of view? Uh, Jess went with an eight. Um, I, I think you and I, okay, well, I'll just say my own. Me and guys, we were talked about it. I, I said seven. Yeah. But I could I could easily see it being an eight. I would like to watch it again. Um, at home, like I saw it in the theater, I saw it in IMAX, and it was that does make a difference, obviously. But usually in the better, I. I just, you know, for for a pure action, yeah, seven or eight for me, but I'll stick with seven. Yeah, I gave it a six first, six and a half when I first watched it, and then I watched it again, and I definitely gave it a seven second time round. Um, it doesn't it doesn't get up to the eights and uh, or nines for me because obviously those I, I love. I mean, I know people don't rate the Avengers movies, some of the Avengers movies, or. The, the first Iron Man, stuff like that, uh, Captain, uh, sorry, uh, the first Captain America, stuff like that. And the, those, those were just fantastic for me. They, they come up at the eights, nines, tens. Did you right? like it better than, did you, uh, because this is, I, I saw a lot of people not comparing the films, but I guess comparing them and, you know, like maybe on the same boat. Did you like it better than Guardians? Ooh. Because both good soundtracks. No, like, I, I liked Guardians one more. See, I like. I thought. I thought the same thing, and then I actually watched Guardians late last night because I was having trouble with the time change here. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I couldn't couldn't sleep. So I watched it, and I'm like, you know what? I I thought Captain Marvel was better. Wow, really? I did. I did. Maybe that's just a recency just, bias. I'm not maybe, sure. Maybe but... recency bias, but I just thought there was a lot more characters in that, and obviously how they were just brought together and the the, the mixing up of them all. It felt something fresh. Very, very fresh. This does feel fresh too, by the way. No, no doubt. This feels very fresh as well. And it's nice that mm-hmm. we're going into a new direction of MCU. It's, um, it's very exciting actually. But, um, yeah, it's a tough one. You know what? It's very hard to compare them if you don't watch them all like recently. Like if you probably yeah, go through, I, I reckon if you watch the films again, you may just order them a bit differently each, you know, in, in, in every time after a new one comes out. But if I go off memory, which is shit anyway, I would probably say Guardians One was was probably better, uh, and yeah. and also the music was unreal. I honestly thought the way yeah, they, very good. The, the way they use music in Guardians is is next level shit, man. I mean, it, it, it is though. It is though. Even in the second one, it's just the mix of it is is just unbelievable. I thought. I think they they one one of the things that 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 franchise has is the way they use the music. It's just next level it mixes in just like a glove you know and there were bits in this that it didn't there were bits in this that the soundtrack didn't or or could have been a bit better like you guys both said as well but um i think guardians didn't miss a trick at all at all so for me guardians would still be above um captain marvel but not a bad movie at all i would like you said i'd give it a seven as well but what it did do guys and we have to do it is it gives, and I'm sorry, this was a pure spoiler pod. It's a pure spoiler pod. There was fucking no beating around the bush in this pod. Sorry, right? So, um, it's a movie night. There's it's no point saying it now, guys. Yeah. Jesus. So, um, <laughs> let's 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 get to that end credit scene because it sets it up beautifully, Jessel. Oh yeah. She looks totally different as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's um, got straightened hair for one. I know. <laughs> She would have been around for like what twenty twenty five years. She I looks guess, the like, same you know. though. So does she not age, Joey? You mean like does she? Do you mean like the character in the comic book? Yeah. Or just in general. Um, nah. I, I read about this today actually. 
I she, think, uh, she I does think age, but not yeah. like we age. So it's again, that's why there's so many different Captain Marvels. Yeah, I read that she kind of like will be like Thor. Like Thor's like fifteen hundred years old or something, right? Like I think she'll kind of once she got that power boost in her chest thing, yeah. Then then I think she'll kind of age along those kind of lines. So so effectively, like we don't really need to worry about her aging. Exactly. No, not exactly. really. She looks no, really. exactly the same. So that's what I was saying. It's twenty twenty five years on and. She's looking exactly the fucking same. So, um, yeah. uh, uh, skin wise, that's what those cosmic Kree powers will be. There you go. That's what I was hoping for the answer. So, okay. I, I just thought, um, her face to face with, um, the Avengers for the first time just was a lovely little teaser for the next movie. And it really got me excited, Joey. Yeah, me too. I thought it was, and you knew she was going to pop up as soon as she, um, yeah. What's her face turned around? Black Widow turned around. Yeah. I was like, yeah, she's going to be there. And her, and her first words is "Where's Fury?" That was that was that was pretty. Yeah, it gets you pumped up. Like you said, it gets you really pumped up for it. Yeah. And then the next one with the cat like vomiting the tesseract was just like, <laughs> what "The hell's going on here?" Well, we know that the tesseract is <laughs> going to be around for a few more movies at least. In the, yeah, in the, in the absolutely. Yeah, just, it's like, just, what the hell is this? Just on your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I think it's brilliant. I, I think. Um... <laughs> I think when she interacts with uh, the rest of the characters in Endgame, yeah. like we said before, that she actually filmed that before she filmed Captain Marvel. So I think it's going to be fascinating seeing, you know, on a technical level how she kind of goes in, and then on a story level how she how she kind of goes in as well. Because they're going to be like, who the hell is this? They've literally never heard of this person before, um, and now we know a lot more about her, obviously. So it'll be interesting on that level. The the really fascinating thing that just came to me whilst we were talking all of this through. Is that, as I sort of said repeatedly, Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige keeps saying, okay, she's the most powerful character. She's the most powerful. Character. And that kind of like makes me suspect something. I think it's going to be someone completely random who ends up like killing Thanos, basically. I know who I think it is and I have no idea. I haven't never read a comic and all that kind of stuff, but I don't think it's going to be Captain Marvel at all. I think it's going to be someone random. Um, I, I, actually... I think it's going to be God. I don't. I, I. I have a feeling that it's not even going to be a person that kills him. It's going to be a series of events that kills him in the past that they have to go back in time or something to, you know, yeah. kind of kind that's, of go and that's... destroy him. And it just doesn't happen. What well, he just never gets the time stones, and therefore he is never powerful. Um, and then they I'm go telling and find him. I'm telling you, keep an eye on the time stone. That's the key. Yeah. The time. Yeah. The time stone is the key. Yeah. Look at, look at, the, I'm telling you, if you want to, I don't know if you have time. Yeah, just be all hard. The, yeah, People will love the, this, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's, nobody touches the time stone ever in any of these movies, not even Doctor Strange himself. No, it's always floating. Remember, always he, floating. Well, no, no, he has it. Remember in the Doctor Strange movie, he has it in the eye of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, he never touches it. No. Never, never, never touches it. And there's a reason why. And Jesse, you said it earlier about the one outcome. It's the one outcome. Is because I think Thanos doesn't have it. Or it was replicated. One of the two. Mm. He doesn't have it. Wow. It's going to be so interesting to find yeah. out what, what happens. And a uh, little thing I think is also Maria and uh, Monica, they're going to be turned to dust as well. So she's going to have something to fight for too. Oh, in, yeah. In Endgame. Yeah. So I think um, sure. that's that's the importance of them. I think what yeah. Nina talked about in terms of a friendship set up in this was she has to have something to avenge. That's why it's the Avengers. So I think, um, I, I, I think that she's not just going to turn up and say it's Fury. She's going to need more than Fury, I think, to fight. But obviously, 
there's so much, there's like five movies worth of stuff with Fury probably that they're going to do that we don't know about yet in that timeline. <laughs> that, um, and they could, they could introduce brand new characters in Endgame that we, that don't, that don't have to be in the movie. You know what I mean? Like they could do that as well. So, oh, man. I wish you know, I... you just opened, they opened up everything once yeah. Doctor Strange was made. Once Doctor Strange was made, the entire universe was opened up. That's why I love the movie so much, but I digress. Sorry. I do. I do. I did enjoy Doctor Strange as well, to be fair. Um, any final thoughts, folks, before we go? I have absolutely loved this podcast. I cannot wait to do more, um, Marvel stuff and uh, DC stuff with you guys. But, uh, Jessel, any final thoughts? Um, I, I just think that they've done a really good job. This was the 21st film in this series now, and the Avengers Endgame is going to be number 22, obviously. And for them to just keep building and building and the backstory just keeps getting more and more diverse. And honestly, we could do like a three hour pod on this kind of stuff and we have to <laughs> stop ourselves from talking well, we and will shut be each other up. You know? We will be previewing, previewing Endgame um, in the lead up to April. So yeah, that's definitely happening. Yeah, but I I, th- I just think Captain Marvel, it's about time. Just like with Black Panther, it was about time. You know, like diversity does matter. It's not just a, a sort of catchphrase or a buzzword, you know. And, and you know, Gags, you've got a 14-year-old daughter, you've got a couple of daughters. The, the look on their faces and the things that they'll be reading about getting fascinated in, what it will mean to them even more than it, what it means to us. We can't, we can't quantify it. We just can't understand it on a molecular level like they can. And they will just love it. And that's what I love. Like for future generations, this will be a really important touchstone. Yeah, it's true. It's I totally agree with that. Yeah, it's, totally. it's absolutely true. I can vouch yeah, for that. Just... They, they love, they, my daughters were just over the moon, especially the elder one. She just, she just said it was perfect. That's what, that was her word. And she's a big critic of the movies because she watches them every day. Literally, when the homework's done, if she's got spare spare time on the weekend, what does she choose to do? Watch a rerun of any Marvel movie in this universe. Literally, that is just what she is. She is just bound by it. So when a new one's out, she just sucks it in, all of the information, and then she just reads and reads and reads Reddit, whatever, about stuff. She's a proper nerd. So that's why she puts me right. <laughs> Cause I don't get time to do that shit. So, um, yeah. Uh, any final thoughts, Joey? Uh, no, I think what you guys said was really, really, uh, I liked it a lot. Cause you know, you, you do, you do have a 14 year old and you, you want her to see people who look more like her than look more like myself. Like I'm, you know, I'm white and that's, you could turn on, you know, damn near any television show that's no, not like, BET or something like that, you're going to see, that's all you're going to see, you know what I mean? Even on BET, you see white people all the time, so it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's you said, Jezel, it's not just, people don't just say it, you know, they, you have to, words only mean so much, but you, there, there are a lot of really good characters, um, I mean, you've seen in the new, in the Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movie that came out, I mean, Miles Morales is in it, you know, like Peter Parker is, will always be Peter Parker, but Miles Morales is Spider-Man now. Yeah. So that things are changing and there's, there, you know, my wife is Asian. She's Filipino and they literally just introduced a brand new Filipino, uh, Marvel uh, superhero. Wow. So like things, things like that, I can show Brooklyn when she's, you know, when, now I could show her if I wanted to gags. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's cool to see that stuff. And yeah, I know a lot of people don't think like that because it's, and that's why a lot of this, this criticism, this movie got a lot of criticism for just being, a woman for God's sake. And she's white. You yeah. know what I mean? Imagine if they start making mass production of movies that are, 
you know, there's no like Black Panther was the was a great movie, and there was yeah. only what one white guy in it, two white guys. Like yeah. that that really mattered. I mean, one was a bad guy, and one was the who's that that other guy? Um, a colonizer, I think, is the word you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly the word I'm looking for. Yeah, but the other guy who plays in the I don't he's British. I don't I don't know that guy's name, but it doesn't. I can't remember Martin actor's name. Yes, Freeman. that's yeah. who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's British, right? Yeah. Is it British or I don't know? English? I don't, I'm fucking dumb with that he stuff. He originally so. became famous in The Office, in the UK version of The Office. Yeah. Oh, see, see, I've never even seen that, so, yeah, okay, I got you. So, but yeah, I know I just kind of, with you... I, I, with I, you to- I totally agree with you, like, for example, the Miles Morales stuff, how... You know, Sony have moved on another level by, by saying, we're talking with Marvel and saying, right, Miles Morales, we're going to make him our Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse stuff. So, yeah. you know, that was a massive hit, you know, won an Oscar as well for everything. It's, it's just gone to another level now. The Spider-Man stuff, they're trying to expand it out as much as possible because they have to, they have to. How long can you keep going with Peter Parker, you know? At the end of the yeah, day. you can. And, and it's got to be interesting, and there's, there's so much more out there. Why not expand oh, it? Oh, it's a massive It sets universe. it up for the movies yeah. too, right? Because obviously, sure. all, the, all the younger, all you, you want to get it out to the younger generation because then as they're growing up, they're like, yeah, I know who Miles Morales is, and you know what? That's a fucking cool Spider-Man. I'm watching that movie. Because that's how you set it up, right, for the future. You've got to go through the youth because yeah. by the time they're older, they're ready for it. So I think it's very clever from Marvel, Sony, from whoever's involved in these things. Very, very clever. And, and I and think also, they're so, Sorry, if I can just jump in mm. on a point that Joe made as well. Just my last point, basically. This is my Dave Hendrick kind of rant. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, won't, I won't do the accent or anything. But if you're the kind of person <laughs> who review bombs on Rotten Tomatoes, and comes up with lengthy posts sabotaging things and ha- or creates tweet bots that attack positive posts of Captain Marvel and goes on YouTube and does all this kind of stuff and like really, really kind of gets upset and, and starts, you know, sabotaging other things. Have a word with yourself. In the words of Dave Hendrick, have a word with yourself because there are so many more important things in life right now. And, and like, I just don't get why people just hate to see other you know, whether it's a gender or race succeed, like, it's just bizarre. Like, do you not have better things to do with your day than just to go on the internet and create this mindless drivel and, and bring other people down? Like, why, why are you doing it? I just don't get it. Like, get a life. Seriously. There you go. I think that's a great place, Joey, to, to yeah. finish the pod and uh, just totally to make, agree too. Uh, just to make you know, say thank you to both of you uh, for coming on and doing this short notice. And we've gone, you know, ninety minutes here. Uh, I bet you'd rather listen to this than watch uh, an excruciating Liverpool match. No, no I'm joking. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, please, thank you so much to both of you. It was fantastic. Ninety minutes have flown by. Um, we are moving away from movie night on the box, guys. Something called I AI. It's going to be a new infotainment kind of show. All the entertainment you know stuff into one podcast i'll be hosting load jessel once he's a bit more free he's been um, moving house and stuff taking an age but you know it's, it's not his fault don't worry uh, he'll be <laughs> he'll be part of it as well so we're not actually going to have a single host it's going to be a pod where a lot of us will be in the same group and we'll be talking about what we want to do plans for uh for shows and stuff and then we'll just get people together and do the show and rotate hosts and stuff like that and we'll try and make this work but 
um we want to kind of move it on so that we can have one pod where we talk about everything and it doesn't have to be stuck so we can we can shift there can be pods where we just talk about a month and what's coming out and and shows and movies and everything and and just like for example april may just need an april pod <laughs> because game of thrones so um there's there's we can talk so much more with just one podcast and uh that's what we want to try and do because we have got a couple of big months coming up and we want to be able to talk about all the television shows all the marvel movies all the dc because there's there's shazam coming out which i'm really really looking forward to joey and i'm going to need you for that as well um I, i'm not looking forward to that oh I, shit I, i'm looking forward <laughs> to it because i like zachary that, levy as well so. yeah that looks awful but oh, if shit. you want to talk about it i'll watch it but it, it, I don't you're gonna have to watch it i'm gonna force you to watch it i'm gonna book your ticket but anyway. it's, just, it's just a ripoff of, of marvel that's all it is but that's for another time so that's for another time but yeah you got all this to look forward to so yeah we'll be back very very soon with that new brand new podcast it will be right here on the ai channel you'll find it in the app as well uh, but yeah chat to you all very very soon Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.